0: Where do you feel a sense of powerlessness in your life? Where do you feel you have little to no control over? Yesterday we looked at the idea of learned helplessness and how we can lose hope in our lives. As human beings we seek control over our lives, over our circumstances and over our futures. But the problem is that our control is always incomplete. It's always limited. And as we come to accept this, and come to terms with this, we come to live as powerless and hopeless. Maybe you've heard the story of Harry Houdini, the famed escape artist. He issued a challenge wherever he went, and he said that he could be locked in any jail cell anywhere in the country, and he claimed he could set himself free in short order. And he always kept his promise Well, except for one time when something went wrong. Houdini entered that jail in his street clothes, and the heavy metal doors clanged shut behind him. He took from his belt a concealed piece of metal, strong and flexible, and he set to work immediately. But something seemed to be unusual about this lock. For thirty minutes he worked and he got nowhere. An hour passed and he still hadn't opened the door. Now he was bathed in sweat and panting in exasperation, but he could not pick the lock. Finally, Harry Houdini collapsed in frustration and failure against the door he could not unlock, but when he fell against the door, it swung wide open. You see, it had never been locked at all, but in his mind it was locked, and that was all that it took to keep him from opening the door and walking out of that jail cell. Now, let's pick up the story of Zechariah where we left off yesterday. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 18 to 22. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent, not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were outside waiting for Zechariah and wondered why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he'd seen a vision, for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. Now, you've got to admit, this scene is really funny. has just had the greatest experience of his life. An angel of the Lord appeared to him straight from the throne of God. But he refused to believe the message that he and his wife would have a son. In his mind, it just wasn't possible. And as we learned yesterday, he was stuck in hopelessness. He'd come to accept his condition. Now, many of us come to accept lives that we believe can never change. And as a result, they don't. And we don't. And that was Zachariah. But God remembered Zachariah and Elizabeth. He had a future for them and a plan for them and his purposes. Because Zechariah refused to believe the message of the Lord, he would not be able to speak until that baby boy was born. He was mute all those months. Now as the time passed and Zachariah did not come out, the people became worried about him. He came out, but then he couldn't explain what happened. Try to imagine the hand signs and gestures that poor old Zachariah gave when he came from the temple. This must be the first recorded playing of the game Pictionary. How could he tell them he'd seen an angel and then his wife would have a baby? He must have done fairly well, Because they could tell he had seen a vision. And here again I think of Houdini. How could he tell people that the lock he couldn't break was the one that was not even latched? One he struggled to open for more than an hour unsuccessfully. You see, this is God's way of grace. God works where we've exhausted our possibilities, when our efforts fall short. And God does this in surprising ways. God knows how to unlock the cell and release us from the bondage of our powerlessness. As we look at the birth of John, we see that God sends a baby into the hopelessness of Jerusalem, to a couple too old to have children, to a priest that doubted the word of God when an actual angel from the throne of God came to visit him. I think we too doubt the good news. It's just too good. We doubt whether God is for us and whether God loves us. We doubt whether God has a good plan for our lives and whether we are secure in Him. But thankfully, God's grace is unconditional in our lives. God loves us because He is love, not because of anything we do. And here's where hope comes in. We learn to trust God in what He has planned for us, and we can do this because of all that we have in Christ we've seen Jesus. We know about the cross of Jesus, the lengths to which God would go to redeem us. And this is why Jesus came to begin with. Now, sending John in this way to Zechariah and Elizabeth was preparation for God's main act, sending his son. Let's pray. Loving God, remind us today that your grace is just that. It's all gift. Lord, you know that We do not wait very well. We find it difficult to trust what we can't see, what has not yet appeared. But help us to trust in you because because of all that you've done for us in Jesus. And in his name we pray, amen. (music)